Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. And this week, we are super lucky to have our very first guest, Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. Say hello, boys. Hello there. Bye, stay your line, Joe. <laughs> As always, uh, hello there. I, was, I knew one of you was going to do it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so we will get to those guys in a couple minutes. Let's uh, do our usual. So we're sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. What are you drinking this week, Will? Shocker, I'm drinking Sprite this week, um, but I am bound to determine I'm going to have an alcoholic beverage in front of me next week. You're not. I will. Well, I was going to send you some, but then... Yeah, yeah you you've been saying that for about a month now, and you know, I keep checking my mail every day hoping, but you know... <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm doing a lot of things, dude. Um... <laughs> All right, so I'll go last. Mike, what are you drinking this week? Uh, I am uh, drinking Coke Zero, and I feel really, I feel almost naked right now because normally I'm drinking a nice uh, a beer, like usually a local uh, Narragansett uh, beer is what I drink because uh, I'm from Rhode Island, so that's you know the beer that my grandfather used to drink. So I'd usually drink that when we do it. Uh, but I'm a microbrew guy myself, which I, I take it you are as well. It seems like oh, it from I your am. Instagram. Oh, I it am. Seems like, I yeah. love a good IPA, double IPA. Oh, my favorites. Well, it's easier to be a microbrew guy when you men- live in the middle of nowhere, and that's all there is is the craft breweries around you. Yeah. I have a craft brewery like a mile and a half from my house. It's pretty sweet. So, uh, what about you, Joe? Yeah, I'm going on the cheap tonight, old uh, Miller Light. But uh, you know, I, I had a Bud Light day <laughs> the other night, and I was like, you know, I, I, like, know, I know people beer. make fun of Miller uh, Miller Light, but I mean, Bud Light really is just it just tastes like water now to me but it's uh, i can still beer. drink a, i can still drink a miller light though so um, on the cheap tonight well uh we back in the day when i first met will that's all we used to drink it's coors light and all that stuff i mean so many it's hard for me to drink now nowadays but uh you know it's hard going back but i'm with you man sometimes you got to go on the cheap so all right i so definitely hear week, you with, with, with i was going to say i definitely no, hear you ahead. with the not drinking as much as you used to cuz i think like two beers and then i go to sleep now so but anyway, please, sir, continue. Once you get older, man, it makes you tired. You know? Yeah, it does. I can't get a good <laughs> nap out of it. I'll say that. But anyway. Especially when you're drinking something that's, uh, what is this, uh, 7.2 alcohol percentage. So that'll, it's going to put me to sleep after this, so that'll be all right. Uh, no, I'm drinking uh, Arrogant Bastard Ale this week. I have not had it in a long time. It's at a Stone Brewing Company. Uh, I When I'm in San Diego, I like to get a pint of that every once in a while. So It looks very appetizing from your Instagram, I have to say. Oh, oh yes. It's got one of my favorite labels. I mean, it, it's a pretty badass label. I got to give you that, and a badass name. So yes, on top good. of that, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get the contact stuff out of the way, and we will get to the show. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. So we're on I we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So take the time to give us a positive rating. Um, keep them coming. We got a few after the last show, which was pretty cool. And our sponsors this week: AudibleTrial.com/slash/TheUsualPodcast. Get a 30-day free trial with our link. And I'm just going to recommend Lords of the Sith. If you guys haven't read it, it's badass. You got it. I have read it actually. I got a, I got to. I, uh, I was lucky enough to get a preview of it, and I do oh, right. uh, recommend you get it because nice. it is pretty good. It's it's. Uh, 
of the new stuff, it's probably the second best. I, I still think A New Dawn is a little bit better, but but I highly yeah. recommend it. I'm with you. I really liked A New Dawn. That I can't figure out. I, I I'm more of a Vader guy, dark side guy. So I, I like Lords of the Lords of the Sith a little bit better. Well, I because um, I, I the, the little a little bit that you have of Palpatine in this, um, well, Sidious, I should say, because he's really Sidious yeah. in this, and and just how he ends it is just. It's awesome. It makes me love his character oh, yeah. more. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. Oh, and yeah. I definitely recommend the audiobooks because that's what I like to listen to myself. But but uh, yeah, continue. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. No, sorry. no. By all means. I was actually hoping that would spark some conversation because I, I love the book. And Palpatine, just his display of power throughout that uh, <laughs> throughout that book is amazing. And the audiobook well, all, is really, really well done. It gets into the mind of, of Palpatine a little bit. And it, it's it's perfect. Of course, Joe gets a preview of the book, but he never reads it. But that's, you know. I read a I don't mean to break. Oh well, one one out of what four already? I mean, come on now, get with it, sir. We have programming to get to. No. I, yeah, I don't worry. Will hasn't read it yet either. So. I can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm too busy trying to think of ideas for us to do. Oh, here he goes. Co- here. Podcast. I know. Stuff. I just... Content director here. I know. I know. I know. But anyway, <laughs> I guess maybe if I just read the book, we'd have something to talk about. So. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, no, the audiobooks are the way to go. Uh, I'm trying to get Will through Lords of the Sith so we can talk about it a little more on the show. I talked about it a few weeks ago, but, uh, it's phenomenal. I dig it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to get it finished up this weekend. See? Half of each show is doing all the things. So I think we're good. We're covered. We're good. It works out. <laughs> I think so. Alright, and also we have Patreon, uh, if you want to contribute to the show, a buck or two a show, helps us out. So you can find our link in the show notes and of course on the website. So, as we said, we have the Cantina cast boys with us tonight, and I am very excited to have our first guest on the show. Uh, so let's just start off. Guys, tell us about your show, how you got started, and, and all that good stuff. I'm, I'm pretty honored with the first guest show. I, I don't know. We're not that classy, so I feel a little bad. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, we'll take it anyway. But Well, uh, well I, they, the only reason I found out is because uh, it was our featured blogger, Becca, and y'all mentioned her on your show, and you kind of gave a shout-out on Twitter that you mentioned this. So I started listening to the podcast, and and I was like, well, you know, they got a nice sound. You know, you know, some of the other podcasts, you know, the, the audio isn't uh, quite as good, but y'all do a good job. Um, I don't know if it's in post or in editing or whatever, but it, but it comes across very clean to my ears when I listen to the podcast. And, and I said, uh, you know, Mike, what do you think about going on with these guys? They're pretty intelligent. They got a nice sound, and... He said, "Yeah, shoot him, uh, shoot him a message," and and so uh, you know that was before Anaheim. So yeah, it was a. Uh, it's cool that we uh, get to do this. We've been wanting to come on more podcasts. So, uh, so they probably to, got better uh, audio than us, is what you're saying, Joe? Right? No. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I just I know you're an anyway. audio snob, Mike, and I just know I that you, you look down on people if it doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't get the word out that I look down upon people. But anyway. Well, uh, we, got to we, talk, get... we got to talking before uh, before celebration, which was cool. And I know you guys were getting gearing up to get ready to go. And I was just like, "Let's talk afterwards. We'll we'll figure that after." So yeah, um, I was so jealous because you know we haven't had a chance to hit celebrations yet, and I keep trying to talk Marshall into uh, going to London next year. But uh, oh man, the fact that there's Pinewood Studios right over there. So well, I'm I'm contemplating doing that, but I don't know if the internet money that I have is going to uh, allow me to do that yet. But uh, it's it's on the radar, maybe possibly. I, mean, I I teach for a living. There's no way I'm going to London. Well, it's not the <laughs> internet money. It's it's the time I spend on the corner that helps me out. Oh, there you go. There it is. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to get to London. But anyway, absolutely. Uh, well, how do we get started? I guess I'll I'll take this, Joe, because I did start this whole 
fiasco that's called the, can- the Cantina Cast. I can't even say my own show's name. But uh, <laughs> uh, back in 2011, around this time, well, actually, it was around, it was April, I can remember the day, it was April 17th, 2011. Uh, I, I, con my good friend brian at the time we were uh you know he was actually it goes back even further because he was talking about sotor when mm-hmm. it was first developing and, and stuff and he kind of i'm a big star wars fan he's more of a gamer a little bit of a star wars fan but not too much um and so i i started you know every time we'd meet up we'd have a cigar and we'd have a a beer and we did that creep into the conversation every now and then so finally april of 2011 i finally uh you know i started listening to the podcasts i was podcasts and stuff and a couple of the sotor podcasts and i'm like you know what if they're doing it we can do that so i somehow conned him into doing it and uh that's how we got involved uh he d- he did the old gaming stuff like uh, the mmo stuff and i did like the star wars stuff um my that's where my knowledge would come in and stuff like that and it worked out pretty well for a while um things were getting a little stale so then you know, this guy, uh, this mysterious guy got in touch with us, uh, and started feeding <laughs> us some information, giving us some, uh, stats and everything. And that's how Joe got involved, uh, yes. initially. And he came on for a little bit. And then we all kind of had, it was a bit of a problem because the old SOTOR community, I don't know if you guys know this, wasn't all that great. And I don't, I, mean, I hope I don't offend anyone, but it really wasn't all that great, uh, no, with the you're, podcast. You're, you're yeah, not offending ahead. anyone. I was actually listening to pretty much every SOTOR podcast at the time. Um, and it was not that great. There was a lot of, uh, there was some negativity out there, for sure. To say the least. And my co-host at the time, Brian, can, well, he, he can be difficult at times. And, uh, uh, well, we were taking the show in a different direction just to kind of get more listeners and, and, and branch out a little bit more. And Joe didn't like that so much, which was fine. I get it. It wasn't anything personal. And he got frustrated. Brian got frustrated. So Joe left and, and, you know, and then Brian and I, we, we, you know, I got to level 50 there and, and Brian beat the game with like, in, in minutes or whatever so he lost interest and star wars fans were starting to annoy him and you know gamer fans were annoying me and and things just didn't work out so well so it kind of ended uh in i think it was around i think like in may of uh 2012 or so i forget when it was but 2012 or something like that so i was just mulling around for a while uh wondering what i was going to do because i love podcasts and i was like well what, what am i going to do uh i need to try to bring back the show i don't know so I think in that summer I tweeted. Uh, I know this is a long, boring story. It's like fireside no, it's uh, not. conversations it's awesome. with Mike. Uh, I so anyway, to, I was actually wondering how long were you guys? Because you guys were down for a while. I remember uh, about ten months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, total. Yeah, it was. It, I was gone a little longer than that yeah, off the show, yeah. but um, it was. Yeah, and then in yeah, because it was in twenty because we came back in twenty thirteen and that well, yeah, was that, January. Yeah. We got. I remember. Yeah. Uh, you know. My own personal sad story, my wife passed away in a car accident in June of 2012, and um, and so when that happened, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, I, getting drunk on the couch a lot and uh, staying up till 7, 8 in the morning and just not going to, to work least. and yeah, no, just I doing, imagine, just man. doing, I could not imagine. yeah, I mean, hit rock bottom basically, and I said, uh, and, and Mike, after she had died, I think I got an email from Mike uh, and Brian, actually, within a day or two. It might have even been the, um, the next day, and they were both uh, giving their condolences because they knew Rachel a little bit through the internet. She had uh, kind of blogged for them like uh, through the old website and stuff. So uh, finally, I guess January 2013, you know, I was just uh, sitting at home uh, alone. Well, you're forgetting cabin, though. Well, what am I forgetting? You're forgetting because, uh, well, that summer – you know, all that happened, and, and I know you were in a bad... I didn't hear from you after the, the thing. You said thanks or whatever, and then you disappeared. And then I remember the the, the day, this is when it actually started to come back um, 
to life, so to speak, is because we were sitting there and and uh, it was I think uh, Superstorm Sandy was around the East Coast or whatever at the time because this is when they announced the big the you know when Lucas sold the company and stuff. Right, right. Uh, and I was sitting home. Uh, we, I was lucky enough to have power, and I'm just sitting around figuring out what the heck I'm going to do and stuff like that. So then when they announced that, I said, all right, I have to bring the, the podcast back. I got to I gotta get involved again somehow. I love to talk uh, on, on the microphone, and I love Star Wars. I got to do it again. And uh, I just didn't know how I was going to do it. it was, am I going to do it? Uh, am I going to have just guest hosts coming on each time I do it, or am I going to get another partner to do it? And I hadn't heard from Joa, and then that's when Joa came out of the blue and said, hey, you thinking of doing the podcast again? And, and uh that was it. And Joe, I'll let you finish your story from there. I mean, I know. Well, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into the whole personal thing. I've done that a million times on the, on the podcast and people who listen to our podcast, uh, know that story. But yeah, that was basically it. I was kind of trying, I was trying my hardest to come out of my funk. Um, it, it, it's still at that time I, I still was in it, but uh, I was trying. So I wanted to do something. And so I emailed Mike and I asked, I think actually I asked if you ever got somebody to do a podcast, uh, cause you were talking maybe doing Clone Wars, Mike, at one time back in the day. And, and then, oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I bounced uh, around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you said, <laughs> and you said, no, I, I haven't ever done anything. And I said, well, let's, uh, what do you think about just doing a general Star Wars podcast with all the news that's come out? And, and he said, and you were like, yeah. And then two weeks later, we had an episode out and then we've been back nice. ever since. Like, it's just, we really haven't took any kind of significant time off. We've been, uh, I think we average a podcast release every 10 days. So, I mean, we've been, uh, yeah. you know, pretty, we've been pumping them out, man. And I remember that first episode was horrible, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, lots of technical difficulties. I was stoked to see you guys come back. Like I said, I used to follow you guys when you were doing slow tour and all that. And, and then when I saw you guys come back and I was like, it was only star Wars. And I was like, this is awesome. So, um, so I, I really appreciate the, uh, the props on our audio, and I, I think it's interesting at times. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's something about podcasting that can bring you out of a funk. I know that uh, I was actually talking to Will, and I was just like, look, we have to do something. You know what I mean? Because I, I needed an outlet, um, so we started the site, we started the podcast, and, and it's really made the difference, man. So, I mean, I, I haven't gone through anything the level that you've gone through, man. And yeah, I've heard your story, and I couldn't imagine. But honestly, like, there's something about podcasting that just really, that, that helps. So uh, well, it helped both of us actually. When we got back, uh, uh, you know, he was still going through his bit of a funk in t- early 2013, and then I got into a, a. I separated from my wife, and and things were looking pretty dark and bleak. So the only thing we had that kept us together for like a, at least a year was the podcast, Joe. I mean, it it really kept us focused on things, and I, you know, yeah. we had some pretty dark moments. Yeah, we used uh, but to we won't get into that. Sun- but yeah, we, yeah, we we used to record on Sunday mornings a lot, and uh, like at 10 a.m. and and I, I, there was some pretty dark Saturday nights where I would just be like, you know, I was thinking things, not good things. And then I was like, well, I got a podcast in the morning and then I'll do it after that. Basically, if you yeah. catch my drift, but I, I mean, you. it did it, it, the podcast literally kept me alive for a little while. I mean, and now I just love sure. to do it and I don't ever see giving it up. Like I told Mike in text message yesterday, selfishly, like, I was like, not that we're like big time, you know, there's bigger podcasts out there, obviously, but you know, I was like, you know, we've, we've made a little bit of a name for ourselves. And I was like, I don't think I would ever want to get, I love star Wars so much. I wouldn't want to go back to being a normal fan. I was like, I know that I, I don't mean to not, not sound humble or whatever, but I was like, I was like, I couldn't go back to like saying like, Oh, were you a star? Cause now people ask, Oh, you like star Wars? I, yeah. I have a star Wars podcast, buddy. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I'm kind of like, but like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a fan. 
Uh, what I love is when people go, did you hear there's a new movie coming out? Because I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I have a Star Wars podcast. I, I think I got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, with, uh, with Marshall and I, Marshall had been talking for literally a couple of years on, on getting this together. And finally, we just, you know, pulled our head out of our asses and, and did it starting in January. And I was actually returning to school to finish off one last quarter, and uh, which I'm doing now. I'm finishing up in just a couple of weeks. And he, uh, um, it's totally changed the direction of everything for me. I mean, I'm, I'm actually thinking about going to grad school for, for media arts now. And, you know, I'm writing, you know, the blogs three times a week and doing the podcast. And it's totally changed the direction of everywhere I was going. So, well, it's funny you say it because now I'm, you know, I always had this dream of wanting to be like a, a, a guy behind the microphone, like a sports guy. Uh, with the microphone, I I think we all kind of dream of that as guys, you know, like like that's oh, like yeah. the best job. Sit there on a mic for three hours, talk what talk you want, sports. and then yeah, and talk about sports and whatever else, you know. So right. so I I kind of like now I'm wishing I went to school for for communications or, or media or something like that. I'm kicking myself, but hey, you never know where this road will lead anyway, Joe. So well, you know. and going back to what Joe said, I mean, yeah, I I was actually surprised you guys wanted to do something because I mean, you guys are may definitely have made a name for yourselves and. Uh, you, you're doing great things on the site. So, I mean, uh, tell us, like, because you guys, uh, what, how many bloggers do you have? Like 12, 14? Uh, something Joe like, would, I, something, something like, like Becca I, would answer Becca better than would us. know but. the answer. And, and honestly, <laughs> we got to give a shout out to Becca because if it wasn't for her, I mean, we wouldn't have as many bloggers as we have. I mean, Mark was kind of, we got Mark uh, Suter uh, early on there, um, I think last year when we first started getting the site going. And then uh, a writer came on uh, who also blogs for Coffee with Kenobi, uh, and they've made a pretty big name for themselves and everything. Yeah, and so, so he <laughs> – and, and it was just kind of a couple people. The site wasn't getting updated, and then Becca really put the uh, her foot on the pedal – and we just got like a ton of bloggers and she set a schedule like you, you know, you're going to, you need, you'll have it done, but for it to be posted on this day, you do one blog a month and pretty much everybody has come through. I thought we were going to have people sign up and they were going to flake out on us. I think we've had one guy that flaked out on us and uh, yeah, we've got, I mean, we're like a, if you count us, I mean, we're like a staff of like 15 people. I mean, it's wow. ridiculous, but I mean, obviously nobody's getting paid or anything, but it still blows our mind though. Yeah. Joe. yeah I mean, that, people that want people, to work with us. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. we're not like these super confident, overconfident type of person. Me and Mike are both <laughs> very, uh, humble, I think. And in certain ways, I mean, I think everybody's got a little bit of an egotistical side in them, but, well, sure. I, but I, but I think overall, you know, we're not confident overly confident guys i don't think and that we're not that type a personality you know i think we're both uh kind of kind can be kind of shy so to people to want to work with us and and to be excited i mean some of these people are genuinely excited to uh just blog for us on the website and it, it blows our minds it really does and we appreciate every one of them and again it's uh and the website success and uh the bloggers that we have is largely due to to becca yeah, she. You guys produce a lot of content. Uh, the blogs are great, and I know how you feel. I, I, well, I was on the blogging side. I don't know if you guys remember Tor Wars from the Swotor days, but I. Used oh to yeah, like, one I, of the original. I used to listen to them in Moss Eisley Radio. That kind of, uh-huh. it kind of inspired me to get into uh, the podcast and thing. That's where I conned Brian into it when I said, "Well, they can do it. We can do it." That type of exactly. thing. Exactly. Well, and you know, I worked with uh, Jeff and Didi for a really long time. I blogged for them. I covered events for them, and it was something about like I was always waiting for someone to be like, "Okay, I'm not going to blog anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore." But everybody, st- you know, we never made a dime. 
you know, uh, anytime I covered an event, it was on my dime, but there was just something about it, you know? So, uh, I, you know, I think you guys, you guys are doing a great job. So that's essentially what I'm saying. Well, thank you very much. It's really hot. Even for you to even say that, it, it's just, it blows my mind because I, I think every show we do is like crappy. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I really, I hate every show that we do. You Although should. I did like, I did like the ones in Anaheim because of the ambient noise, but it wasn't so much the show. I think everything right. stinks, but that's well, just my hear, perfection. Uh, like, yeah. I don't mind the stuff we say for the most part, but, uh, you should hear, you see the text I send to Will about the sound. Like, it oh, drives oh, me yeah. crazy. Well, I'm trying I get to eliminate like, yeah. background noise on my end because my computer's like a freaking airplane. And yeah. So, oh, oh, I have that right now. Oh. You'll hear it. But I'll clean up things and, and you know, it'll sound better. But I, I agree. It, it happens. And, 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 like, I got this stupid fan that's going now. My dog will walk <laughs> and his nails will be on the thing. That drives me nuts. Oh, yep. when I'm edit- editing all of our tracks, you get Joe or he opens a beer can and I'm like, oh, you, I got to edit that out now. <laughs> but anyway. I hear you. Um, all right, so let's, I thought we'd ask you guys a little bit about celebration, like I said, since we aren't going to London. Come on, dude. There's no way. Well, you're not going to London. Uh, well, I want you, I, I want might you go to, to go to London. I really I do. Might go. I would love to go, but you know, I'm not big on traveling. That's, that was the biggest hurdle we ran into with celebration, but it's all worth it once you get there. I have to say that, but. Well, you guys uh, get across the country to get there. I mean, I go to Disneyland yeah. every year. I mean, it's a, it's a. You know, for me, from where I live, it's a four hour, four and a half hour drive to the airport and then, you know, an hour and a half flight. But I mean, coming from across the country, that's a whole different story. Uh, but I mean, as far as celebration goes, I really wish I would have made that happen because it's so close. And now it's, I was really hoping it'd be close, the next one. And then when they said London, I was like, just damn it. So no, we'll no, no. We'll, Cause, <laughs> well, we were talking about this, Joe. We were, I think it was that Friday. Um, we were talking, I just put the show out, that first show or whatever, and, and we were talking, it's like, well, you know, they're not announcing it. I go, you know, I bet you that the next one will be in Europe. Mm-hmm. And you said, yeah, and they'll probably do Orlando next, and then they'll come back to Anaheim maybe, or, or Japan will be after that or something like right. that. I, that. That's how I kind of see it going, but. I, I uh, actually yeah, wouldn't I, mind, yeah. I wouldn't mind, uh, Orlando. It gives me an excuse maybe to go to Disney World finally. So, you know, I get two years of prep for that. If that's where it goes next, I wouldn't mind that so much. My kids will be a little older, take them, you know, that kind of thing. Well, the way they talk, it's going to be every year now, which I don't know if I'm a big fan of, but, you know, hey, that's how they want to roll. That's how they roll, I guess. I mean, we're getting new Star Wars every year, so, I mean. Yeah, that's the thing with so much new new material coming out, they can do it. I mean, it's not like you're waiting, you know, a decade for a new movie now, so. Yeah. Well, the only, the only problem with that is, is that people would save up and prepare for it in a sense, cause it's a big event. Um, and, and I can't say I don't blame people for wanting to save it, cause a lot of people work hard for their money and, and they want to go to these things. Um, but if you're just doing it every year, it's like, oh, well, you know, I can't, I just went to one. Now I can't go to that one. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. that's the downside, but it is money and people are going to go regardless of what people are going to say anyway. So, so, uh, you guys met for the first time there, yeah? We did, which was, uh, which was, it wasn't as, uh, exciting as it, we thought, I thought it would be. I thought it'd be like, you know, you know, what's his face running on the beach with her boobs bouncing type of thing, but it, it didn't turn out to be that way. It turned My out to be. boobs were bouncing, but there was no beach involved. Yeah, it was kind of, it wasn't, I was tired from coming across, because the way I took my flight, I went from uh, Rhode Island, I went to Chicago, then I went to Denver, then I went to, to Anaheim, and I was kind of exhausted, and, you know, I walked up. I knocked on the door, and Joe opened the door, and he kind of like, hey, he was trying to give me a hug. I'm like, dude, I've been on a plane all day. I smell and stink. Get away from me, that type of thing. So it wasn't really eventful. I feel bad for Joe. I feel like we have to have that moment over again, Joe. Yeah, it's gone and passed. It was still cool. I was kind of uh, sitting out on the 
we're sitting out on the balcony on the 11th floor there. We could oversee where people were pulling into the lobby. There's no way I can see who are in these cars and cabs and other cars pulling up. But I'm like, I wonder if uh, Mike's in that one. I wonder if he's in that one. So it was kind of like a, like Christmas for me in a, in a little way. So I was just, uh, I was like, let's just, you know, kind of get this. uh," But no, I mean, after like two minutes, it was just, I, I don't even think it took two minutes and it was just, like, oh, it was like a it, half a second. It, yeah, it, seemed, it was just so like normal. We, yeah, I mean, and there wasn't any awkwardness or anything. And I had met uh, Dan and Corey with Coffee with Kenobi the month before, and and we were and I just walked around with them, and it, it just it was like you had known them forever. It's like you just, I mean, because you have known them for a while. It's you know you yeah. talk to them and and well, that know, happened. I, I think, I think like, you, I think yeah. you, when you do this internet thing, it, I think you actually kind of know people better than maybe when you meet them in person for the first time because because yeah. all you have is talking and that and so you kind of there's none of that um that other stuff and and so i don't i don't know if that makes any sense but it, it just seemed very natural no it well, makes a lot what, of sense i mean it was the same thing you know when i met uh jeff and Didi for the first time from tour wars we've been talking for months i've been working with them for months we met at comic-con the first year i went and it's like after 10 seconds we all gave each other hugs and walked around the convention floor. I mean, it was just like we've known each other. So I know exactly what you guys mean. It's really cool, this this whole internet thing. I mean, Will and I, we've lived near each other. We've met each other a thousand times and hung out a thousand times. But, I mean, this happens all the time, which I think it's really cool. I like your guys' story. So Well, but the thing – but, like, not just Joe. I mean, that it was very natural. But even, like, when I met Becca, because I talked to her a million times, and then, like, even Dan and Corey and then Jason, uh, I talked to him and stuff, Jason – and everybody, it just seemed like, I thought, cause I'm an introvert and I'm kind of shy by nature. And it just, it's weird how it just seems like, oh, I know these people. It's not a big deal. It, it was weird. It was crazy. But, uh, sure. uh, but my favorite moment, I think, uh, I would have to say is when we podcasted every night, Joe. That was, that was the best thing. Uh, we got to do it live in person with each other and, and we could read each other. It, it, it just flowed very naturally. And talk about being comfortable. We were comfortable doing it that way as well. And then having, uh, Randy come on and, and, uh, uh, you know, Ryan and, and uh, Ryan, I mean, Ryder and Ted and everybody, it, it just, it, it felt natural. It was cool. We had people walking around, looking around at us like, what the heck are these guys doing and stuff? It was pretty cool. I don't know. What, what say you, Joe? Yeah, I really, I mean, it wasn't just that. I mean, I was actually, you know, you know, network in the floor there in the, the Hilton bar and Marriott, I would go up to people. I'd hand out little magnet business cards that we had made up. And he's very tell- proud of those magnets. He's probably <laughs> going to mail you guys a magnet. Just so oh, please know. do. I'll put it. Uh, yeah, please do. <laughs> well, I, you know, and I would just walk up to people and they'd be like, Oh, and then I'd start telling them about the cantina cast. Sometimes I'd get into a 30 minute conversation because people would be, asking questions and like i was like i'm just trying to make like quick rounds about you know introduce myself to people because everybody in the lobby of this hotel they were all star wars fans and like this well, is like a hotel cool that's right by the convention everybody is yeah so, and but, it's well no it's like but in the, the it's the two hotels are i mean they're literally like uh about a 30 second walk from the convention if center that. yeah, yeah and that. i mean you you see the convention center outside the window i mean and it's like not even far away it's like in your face so i mean everybody in the lobby everybody's having a good time everybody's partying afterwards everybody's there's people there they're not even at the convention during the convention hours and they're in the cosplay everybody's hanging out so you don't worry about like is this just some random person that just happens to be staying in this hotel this right. weekend no they were all star wars fans throughout both hotels so i was just i was networking my butt off and that's kind of 
uh, different for me to like be able, but I was in my element. It was like, you're all Star Wars fans and uh, I'm not intimidated by your like, like, I don't feel like that there's anybody. Now there are people out there that know things about Star Wars that I don't, but I feel like, I feel like, you know, I can go up and I can have a very intelligent conversation about Star Wars. And my thing was, is that the amount of people that just don't have a whole lot of knowledge about that you would just think is common sense. If you're, if you're at celebration, you're a huge star Wars fan. I'm not denying that, that you would think the, anybody there, like they just know things like they're going to know these common sense things that, you know, me and Mike take as common sense because we do a podcast and we have to keep up with everything. And these, and there was just people that were oblivious to like certain things. And it, it really amazed me, uh, that part of it, that was like the most shocking thing about it. Uh, that there was those type of people, but man, I had just a blast. That was the best part was the podcasting and networking with people. That was better than the convention. Of course, it took the convention to get all of those people there to make sure. that happen. So, but yeah, but overall, I mean, that was the best part to me was the after hours. Yeah, that's what that's what Marshall and I are going to be looking forward to most at Comic Con. Is like I don't even have tickets to the convention this year, but we're you know we're still getting together. We're going to be you know doing community stuff, and you know it's just it's one of those great things where you just walk around the the gas lamp area, and it's just you just know everybody's a a geek like you are. <laughs> and depending on what you're in line for, and that's one of the cool things about a convention like that, and uh, you know. And Comic-Con is so varied as far as what people are into, but if you're in line for something, chances are the person in that line are into that thing you're into. So, you know, we've made some really cool friends standing in line for, you know, the community cantinas for SWOTOR and stuff like that. So I plan on getting some community people together and doing a podcast or two at least, you know. Um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to. So you guys inspired me to bring yeah, my nothing, mic with me and do that. Yeah, nothing beats a live <laughs> podcast, man. I mean, that's it's right. just on location – I mean, I wish we could, I wish we could do it every, every time like that. It's just, and, and we were doing it so often there. I've just been itching. Like we go a week and I'm like, man, I'm ready to record again. I'm ready to record again. So we're planning on recording Friday night and it's a Wednesday night here with y'all. And it's like, you know, I, I I don't, I don't even need the day in between. Let's go. (laughs) I know. Well, we almost didn't record this week, our usual show. And I'm just like, oh, that's funny. Usual show. But I ended up doing, uh, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah no, we, we recorded last night and, you know, it was a great, you know, it was a good recording. Now I've got a ton of editing ahead of me, but I mean, I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. to get this one out just after the other one. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I love doing this. So I have a blast every time. So, um, doing it live has got to be awesome. Speaking of like beating in line, in lines and stuff and speaking of audiobooks, which you should do, people, ding. Um, <laughs> yeah, there it is. There, there, there was a, uh, I was going to the audiobook, uh, panel. They had the, uh, the, the audiobook panel, and I went there and I saw Mark Thompson, and that was cool to see him there. Uh, he did a sub- that would be cool. Oh, he, he did a Saba Sartin, uh, and, and Joe and I, I, you would have been excited, Joe, if you, if you saw him do it. It was awesome. Uh, and that was interesting to me, but I was waiting in line and I was talking to a few, few of the audio people, uh, the people that, you know, were into the audiobooks like me and yeah. stuff. And some of them knew things and other people like knew more than me. I got to give them credit. Right. Uh, and that was just cool just to sit there like the, the 20, 30 minutes before it took pot and, you know, you kind of talk and shop with them. That was cool. I, I wanted to break out the mics, but I'm like, nah, these guys, nah, I'm not going to do it because I don't think right. they could handle it. But, but it was pretty cool. Uh, I was, I almost did that, but I, I held off on that and stuff. And then the other cool thing was when Becker and I, we got to go to the, uh, the Rebels premiere and we got to go to the, oh, uh, the press pass so thing. Oh yeah. Well, it was, pr- the press conference was pretty interesting to mm-hmm. say the least. I mean, it was a select, uh, group being in there and it was just cool to, you know, I had a press pass before, but not like the press conference thing. I never had that whole, you know, you see it on TV, the, all the cameras and stuff, you right, know, on right. the sports thing. 
And it was just interesting to be there because where I sat, you know, you got Freddie Prince and all them, they walked right by me and stuff. And I'm laughing. And then Dave Filoni gave me this look. But I think it was because I had the, uh, the Force Awakens shirts on and it was like the <laughs> tops. Uh, I think you, you know what I'm I talking have that about. One. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, it had the tops thing on it. He was looking at it like, oh, what's that shirt there? He was kind of interested in that, and then he yeah. walked away and and stuff like that. Was that was pretty cool there too? And and it's just uh to be among. The, I was geeking out because I was like, oh wow, I, I'm like a member of the press here. I'm, I'm like yeah. Mr. Big Shot and and stuff like that. But then you got everyone that's been there and stuff, and it's like, oh, well, this is just you know routine. It's not a big deal. I hope I never yeah. get to that point in my well, career here. And this will be the second year I don't have a press pass, but going forward, I definitely will for for Comic Con. Will and I both and. Uh, I actually went to a Rebels panel last year at Comic-Con, and I was a couple rows in front of Steve Sansweet, and I looked around, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, crap, that's Steve Sansweet. So I kind of waited around afterwards, shook his hand real quick, and, you know, his handlers kind of shuffled me about off, but um, I was sitting next to, I uh, can't remember his name now, one of the guys from uh, Rebels Report, and we were just sitting there talking Rebels the whole time, you know, a few rows back from the front, you know, and all those guys were there, you know, talking about Rebels. It was really cool. Well, so, um, you mentioned Steve Sansweet. Like, I just yeah. have to jump in real quick before I forget this. We were mm-hmm. podcasting in the Hilton lobby. Uh, I have my back turned to, like, the staircase that where they're coming down from where the rooms are at. And Becca points to me, and, like, Mike is talking at the time in the microphone. And, you know, and Becca points at me, and she says, Joa, it's Steve Sansweet. And I turn around, and he's just he's just walking by us as we're podcasting. So I just had to oh, throw awesome. that in there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah he just seemed to kind of appear here and there. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm headed to, was... uh, to Phoenix Comic Con here in a couple of weeks, and it'll be my first con going solo without Marshall. And but it's also my so first sad. one going as official press. So I'm, you know, kind of nervous, and you know, I'm just trying to set up interviews and whatnot. And so I was I was finally excited when somebody said yes, and so I've got our first interview set up. So. uh I'm just looking forward to that whole experience. Oh, you're going to do great, dude. Yeah, you'll do fine. It's just, you just, uh, make sure you have your questions. And, and the big thing is, as Randy told me, you know, be prepared for like, you think you've got a great question. You're going to ask it and they're going to give you a simple answer and you're going to be like, oh, crap. <laughs> and just be prepared for that. I mean, cause that happened to me at one point. But, uh, but, uh, the other cool thing was, you know, it was a random thing. Cause the random things are the, what the, I think, uh, the, the memorable things and, and the things that you take back is like when we ran into v- Vanessa Marshall. Uh, when we were coming out of the hotel, we ran into her and Becca been wanting to meet her for the she longest time. So cool, dude. Yeah, uh, she was awesome. And we just randomly walked. Joe looked at me. I looked at Becca. I'm like, Hey, you know, there's yeah, your buddy. I was like, I was they, like, um, yeah. I, I was like, Mike, um, <laughs> is it that? And she was like on her cell phone in front of the lobby door, just the most random place that you're going to like see somebody standing like, cause I don't think we saw really besides Steve Sansweet and like other podcasters, um, which I don't consider them celebrities. Uh, but well, you saw and, Steve Stanton. You saw yeah, yeah, Steve, yeah, 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 Steve, yeah. I snuck in there and I got Steve Stanton, and I've got a picture that I did not that I did not release with him. Um, <laughs> I, I got up close to him, and and you know sometimes you know every once in a while you know Ashley reminds me that you know I forgot to put deodorant on, but I had just taken a shower. I was wearing <laughs> deodorant. I'm smelling good, and I said, and I I went up. He was taking a couple pictures with people, and I said, hey, I, I was like, uh, he was like, oh, I don't like taking pictures. I was like, well, can you do one more for me? And he's like, yeah. And he was very gracious. And I said, and he kind of puts his arm around me. And I was like, don't worry. I was like, I just took a shower and I got deodorant on. I smell good. <laughs> and he gets in close to me and is sniffing me as they snap the picture. <laughs> and he's like all lovey dovey on me. 
And then, um, and he said, are you going to put that on Facebook? And I was like, yeah. And he said, he's like, let's take another one. He's like, I'm an actor for Christ's sake. <laughs> and so we took another one and that's the one I used on the Facebook. So yeah, I mean, oh, that's but, cool. but yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know, but the Vanessa Marshall thing, I was like, um, um, and then Mike's like, uh, Becca. And then she's like, ah, and then I took about 20 pictures of Becca interacting with her. Cause I knew nice. Becca would appreciate that. So just. I mean, I, I almost forgot about that, Mike, even though I sat there taking pictures. Like, I'm not even remembering everything. Like, I've, I'm going to have to, well, like, not good. relive Well, it was very overwhelming. This. Yeah, well, it was very like, almost, the whole four the, days, so. It, well, it was overwhelming. I mean, I had to take a break on, on Friday and go <laughs> recharge and, and do the show and and put the show out, but it was crazy. Yeah, the, the random stuff is, is definitely the best. I remember my the first time at Comic-Con, Marshall and I were just walking down one of the streets, and we got herded into a room, uh, into an elevator, and we right. go up, and all of a sudden, we find ourselves on the roof, and we're looking around. It's like a pool party. It turns out it was a private party for the workaholics crew. And it's like girls in bikinis, and like it was like one of those things, you know. And just guys wow. from workaholics were standing in front of the bar, and there was just huge crowds around them. It was a trip. Yeah, that, and then we and, felt very out of place in my Star Wars T-shirt. Yeah, and then just in <laughs> the other time, I was waiting to meet Marshall in the hotel lobby, and I look over, and Leonard Malton's just there chilling with his friends, talking. I'm like, "Hi, Mr. Malton." <laughs> well y'all y'all need to get on t public and uh create your logo and get some usual podcast t-shirts printed up and 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 do oh, that what's, that, that, way what's when that site i was just thinking about that what's the site t public t-e-e public.com and yeah, then no, you, you upload your thing and do it and you just have to upload like a blank pg in or whatever anyway they'll explain it to you i'm not gonna waste yeah. the time on this to do it but yeah you do oh, that cool. and and you know you you know, but I was intent. I was obsessed with all of us having Cantina Cast shirts at Anaheim and all that. So it all worked out. Yeah, I'd like to. We we still need to figure out our logo thing. I've switched it a couple times. <laughs> we got 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 to come up with something. Yeah, <laughs> the logo issue is always fun, isn't it, Jello? <laughs> just not an artist. My wife's an artist, but not that type of artist. And I'm just like, I'm not as good with you know all the things like that i just can't do it so. i'm not either see i have the idea in my head and then yeah. joe tries to to do what i want and i gotta give joe credit he does a great job with with the logos and stuff i'm just very picky like george lucas i mean he must feel like one of those those people that you know one of those artists that he has you know they they put up all the concept art up on the board and he comes around and goes, no 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 no, um, no, no. <laughs> uh, maybe all right yeah, yeah yeah we'll go with that I, so I feel bad for Joe. Like he did one yesterday, and I liked it. I just didn't want it for the main thing. But anyway, right. we won't get into politics here. No, I I'm just trying to figure that out still before I I print up some T-shirts and stuff. But uh, but yeah, that's the next step, man. I'm I'm excited for Comic Con, you know, and hopefully doing a celebration at some point in the future. So you know. So what do we want to talk about next? You want to talk about Boba Fett? I know one of you is a big Boba Fett guy. Uh, that would be me. And, uh, yeah, we can talk about Boba Fett. I'm always in the mood to talk about Boba Fett. Like, he is about Adam Driver every five minutes. So, uh, we, we could do that. <laughs> well, I mean, what'd you guys think, uh, the, uh, the rumor that he's going to be in The Force Awakens? Uh, that's BS. You think so? That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not going to happen. Everyone wants it to happen. If it happens, then great. That's fine. As long as they do it the right way. I just, from what I gather, my, my boffin spies tell me that ain't happening. <laughs> so you don't think uh, there's anything to the Max von Sydow uh, being cast as uh, as Fett? No, I don't. No, that's I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it either. Yeah. No, and I don't. Okay. I don't buy that the that the spinoff movie is about him either. The 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 Josh Trank uh, one they oh, got the second anthology. Of. But, 
yeah, yeah. The, the anthology movie i'm not even buying that that movie's about boba fett uh because they kind of i think they kind of surprised everyone with the rogue one thing because uh, everybody was talking about character based character based movies and i think you know they kind of went off track with it and not that it won't be character driven once we see that movie but it's not characters that we necessarily know or that are big names uh, so they're going more for the story element, I think. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the track they continue on. But really, there's no traction to that theory of mine because they've only announced the one movie. So the next one could be a character-based one. Uh, but I'm not buying it. I feel like the Boba Fett one is is maybe a little too easy. But uh, as far as – it could happen. But as far as The Force Awakens, um, no. And I think me and Mike know that it's uh, BS, but uh, we won't – uh, we won't divulge anymore because we don't want to go into, um, you know, hurt people's spoiler things. But a lot of people were calling that spoilers and we're like, well, if it's not true, it's not a spoiler. So, right. Well, yeah. I mean, there is the, the, uh, Star Wars battlefront, you know, he's seen in the battle of Jakku or whatever, um, you know, for, for the game. And we all know that's where the Tatooine looking planet's going to be. So, you know, I mean, that's, I think that's, the only piece of, I mean, I'm kind of with you guys on the on the anthology though. I I don't think it's going to be that either. Wait, you know why it's not going to be the anthology? I think because early on, I think uh, around this time last year, when they were kind of like you know the the anthology or spinoffs, whatever you want to call them, potato tomato, uh, were getting uh you know getting there. You know, people was t- starting to talk about them a little bit more. Uh, I think they they had a report where it was in the works, but somehow they ran into a roadblock with like mm-hmm. telling the story. And I don't think his story is as easy to tell as everyone thinks. And, and, cause you run into it being kind of like him just running around hunting people around and stuff like that. And, right. and I, I think they want to do it. I think they just want to do it smartly. And I think they're taking a step back, um, with, with doing him. But you'll probably see a character based movie next, maybe. I, I just don't think it's going to be Boba Fett. Right. Uh, I would like it. I would be happy that it, it oh, it's sad. I, I think yeah, it'd be awesome, but I, yeah, seems somewhat unlikely. I don't know. And and the the Jakku, uh, Jakku thing uh, where he's in I don't know if that was confirmed that he's on that planet or if he's on Tatooine I don't know I mean I know they showed him flying and shooting and everything and everyone thinks that's where he I don't know I, well I, there's I, that maybe... down star there's that down star destroyer behind him yeah okay so, all right I see I didn't see that I just saw yeah I there's a was, there's a screenshot a... where as he's shooting and the, the camera's turning the star destroyer is cra- is literally crashing behind him in that moment and it's at the exact same angle as what's uh, the being shown in the Force Awakens trailer. No, oh, all right. See, because I didn't see that. I thought I saw a sand crawl in the back. I didn't see. But is this is this see. just a video game moment where you're able to just play as anybody you want, or and I, I guess it, well, it could question. Right? Yeah, it could make well, sense where he could be. I guess he could have been in the battle, and maybe that'll end up being canon. Did he hang around forever? I don't know. I mean, you know. I, I guess like my thing always comes to like uh, back in the day that was the rumor of Obi-Wan having this uh, kid in the force awakens, or he had like a a granddaughter or something. And, Hmm. and I didn't like it just because like, I didn't like the idea of him being like a deadbeat dad because I felt like Mm -hmm. it would kind of take a crap on his character because obviously he wasn't raising a kid on Tatooine when he was on the desert. Like you can't, you can't retcon that and say that he was. And then, but then it came out that it was the, um, the one uh, lady who was in the, uh, I can't ever pronounce her name, but she's in the movie, uh, but she was in the 12 Years a Slave. She won the Oscar. I can't, uh, I don't Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, and she's, uh, my thing is they said, well, she could be like Obi-Wan's like grandkid or something. I was like, okay, yes, I, 
but to me, it's always been like she's very, very dark skinned. And I yes. was like, it was like this just doesn't make sense to me that if he, I'm not saying I have a problem with it. If he was in love with somebody, <laughs> you know, he could do a Twilight for all I care. I don't really care. Right. But to me, it doesn't make sense that she, like, some of his inflection wouldn't come out in that. And I'm very, I think they casted to a purpose the way I think Daisy Ridley looks like uh, Natalie Portman. I think yeah. that they're casting things for a reason. And obviously, she isn't going to be Obi-Wan's. Uh, that was just a false rumor or whatever. But I did have a – because it's casting choices, it's everything else. It's like, fine, if you want to have him have a kid. But I think that you know people look a certain way, and I think that that does matter. And it doesn't have yeah. anything to do with uh, any kind of prejudice or anything. It's just you, you have to be smart about it. And I think exactly. that that's the same way you go back to Daisy Ridley again. Like I think that they've casted her for a certain reason. Um, not just because she's probably talented, but because she looks a certain way. And, and also you know, not giving her a last name yet either. Exactly. And the same thing right. with uh, maybe Kylo Ren there. We never know. So anyway, that was just my point with it. But and but to go to that point, to bring it back to Boba Fett, Mox Van Sydow uh, isn't the um, race that uh, Django or Boba was you know they've got that that ethnic I, I don't know what he is uh right oh he's hand. kiwi he's okay. from uh yeah new new uh new zealand right. okay but he's got that but he but he's but he's not um it's a distinct voice it's not he's you not know, Max, he's from where Max yeah, i know Sidow is uh, like a like a british white dude and that's not what Django <laughs> fett was i don't so, think he's like, a british white dude well, I think whatever. he's Scandinavian. No, I don't well, know. I'm basing on the girl. Whatever is he's white. Like I mean, he's, he's an old white man. Like, and I don't think that that's Boba. Fett. He's Obi Wan. He's Obi Wan <laughs> put Obi-Wan. back together. I, I th- the best theory I saw was that he was Cleeg Lars. Cleeg Lars, but no. Oh, really? uh, well, well, going back to the video game, where you you mentioned the shot of Boba Fett, and right. you know the the starter super starter stories behind him. There's also in that video game that trailer footage is where Vader's on Endor. Yeah. And, and you can that, be Vader in the game too, so yeah. Correct. I mean, That's what I mean. I mean, Vader on Endor doesn't make sense if he's up there fighting Luke. I, I you know, Kylo Ren on Endor might make sense. Oh, he and your Kylo. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm excited about that too, man. I, I love that. I just love that lightsaber. So I, I don't know if you guys uh, heard, uh, but there's uh, two bits of news that hit hit today of uh, casting for Rogue One that they've cast Ben Mendelsohn and Diego Luna. I, I've heard it. I'm not familiar with whatever they've done, but I, I saw it just before we came on, actually. Yeah, Mendelssohn yeah, is uh, is probably best. He was in Milk um, with Sean Penn, but he's in the new show Bloodlines on Netflix, and he's playing a villain in there, and, and the the article I read said it's it's very similar to what he could be playing as a villain in Rogue One. Hmm. And then Diego Luna was in uh, Itumama Tambien with uh, Gael Garcia right. Bernal. They're really good friends, and so he's going to be playing one of the... Uh, one of the rebels. And see, I'm not familiar with, I can't even picture them, but I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about Rogue One though, overall. Yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting to have a a Star Wars movie that's not centered around the force as far as we know. Right. Correct. I don't don't think it'll be centered around the force, but I think a certain force user might show up towards the end and make a little cameo. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. And kind of yeah. slice people up, and you know, <laughs> that well, would be hey, cool. He's, I mean, he, he's hot on the trail in episode four, right when those uh, transmissions were received. Absolutely. Who, kn- who knows? I'm not saying it'd be a big role, but I'd love to see a little cameo. And people keep saying something about him, Vader returning in the Force Awakens or something. You know, mm. maybe 
maybe uh maybe it, it would be for this instead. I don't know, or, or maybe both. I don't know. Well, last time we had well, last time we see the the Death Star plans was in Episode Two or Three, wasn't it? Was it Dooku or, or Grievous that actually had control of the plans? Uh, Dooku. Dooku gave uh, it to Sidious. Okay. That's what happened. Because when they meet at at the hideout there, he kind of gives right, it to him. Right, and, right. And, go from there. and then you see him in Return of the uh, Return of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, where he's got the uh, the little plans before Anakin comes and talks to him there. Right. So, what do you guys think of uh, canon in general? Just throw, I just figured I'd throw that one out there, and at the same time, we can kind of talk about oversaturation and and see where this goes, and then we can call well, it a night. I, I think. Well, canon kind of, for, for me, the way I look at it, obviously the movies, uh, Rebels, the Clone Wars, then the novels, and then kind of the comics, although Joe has an issue with the comics, as I'm sure you guys have heard on the podcast, and, uh, oh, yeah. and then the games, I don't take the games into any consideration, although they're supposedly, yeah, now, um, but we'll see, cause that, it kind of, that bleeds into what Joe's theory is about the comics. I mean, how long can they keep going with this? The games are kind of in that same danger zone where, you know, like, you know, you're going to have to have alternate universes or something like that because you can only keep, I don't know, it just seems like it could be a dangerous place to go. Like, I already have an issue with, with the first Star Wars comic, and here's your spoiler alert, because uh, Luke and Vader kind of face off, and that kind right. of pissed me off, uh, that type of thing. But uh, that's that's pretty much where I stand on canon as far as I go. I mean, have, all the I mean, old have stuff Have you guys is... read the other ones? Uh, we actually were just talking about Leia and what's the other one we talked about last night? Kanan. Uh, Kanan. The- Kanan is really good. Oh, I like um, Kanan. Kanan's a good one. Kanan's yeah. good. Darth Vader's not bad. The Star Vader's Wars good. one, eh, I, I've only read the first two of Leia, so that's where I stand at, at the moment. Yeah, the second one was way, was the best one so far. Uh, we talked about Leia 3 last night, right? Not yeah. Leia 4. Leia, Leia 3. 3. And it's not awesome. <laughs> Neither of us <laughs> well, are I, really kind of digging it. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. So, but because you know, I get this, I get excited when Kanan came out because Kanan's like one of this. It's funny he became the Jedi that I didn't think I would like. Like I like him and I relate to him in a lot of ways uh, that I didn't think I would. And yeah. so now I'm curious. Although him getting the uh, another spoiler alert in the first book is when he gets the holocron, and that yeah. kind of ruins my theory that I had of him picking <laughs> up Obi Wan's holocron, and that blows apart a lot of my, a little bit of my story theory idea with the Obi Wan movie and Rebels and everything else. But but uh, in any case. Go ahead, the, guys. I don't... Rebel, Rebels is phenomenal, though. I, I, I'm I really digging that. And the Kanan comic, I think, is a great kind of companion to that for sure. Um, go ahead. Yeah, one of my thing, you know, for Phoenix Comic Con, I'm really hoping I get selected to do, be able to interview Jason Isaacs, who plays the Inquisitor in the first season of Rebels. So that would be really cool. But, yeah, the Vader 5 just came out today. Um, for the comics, so I'm looking forward to that, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, the new Lando comic that's coming out in July. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. I'm very excited about Lando. What do you guys think about Lando getting his own comic? Uh, well, I'm not surprised. You, you kinda, you right. know, Boba Fett will get one, you know, you know, all, everyone's gonna get one at some point. They're gonna have to explore these things. And I don't mind if they do that, like, character-based type of things. That's, that's cool. I mean, they're kinda doing that now. Uh, I'm just like, at some point, you're gonna be, you told all these stories, and well, then what I think, do you do? I think Lando yeah, actually has, like, the, a story to tell, like where they've gone in the Star Wars, uh, you know, where they've kind of had to, okay, we got to walk a line, but we want to make it exciting. And how long can we keep it canon? Lando, I feel like that there's a lot to explore there because, you know, the, you know, how did he get control of Bespin? You could go maybe off what they're going to do, what they're doing on Rebels, because I feel like that yeah. had something to do with it, with the, uh, with that animal that he was, uh, messing with on Rebels and this and that. I forget what it was called, but 
Uh, Lando, to me, is the one that I think has so much exploring to do because he could get into so many adventures and so mm, much yeah. mishappenings and uh, so much mischief, really. And I think that lends to the character. And I don't think that there's any direction you could really go that would invalidate uh what he became later on because people, he was a scoundrel. So you can make right. him that scoundrel again. And, and, and he does redeem himself later on. So uh, really you could go any direction with that. And I think that the Lando thing, they've got more possibilities with than I think even like a Vader comic or any of the other ones. Uh, I, I think that one holds maybe the most possibilities of really any character because well, first of all, people you know, are interested yeah. in him. He's a popular yeah. character and people are interested in him. And, there's not a whole lot besides in the legends, maybe that that was right. ever really talked about him. So, uh, lot that's to be the explored. danger. We we know Vader, we know Leia, and that type of thing. So, I mean, right. that's the danger with. I mean, they want to do it because that's the money. That's where you, the money is. But story wise, Lando gives you kind of a clean slate. I mean, we know some things and we hinted at other things. It's the same thing with Kanan. You get that with Kanan because. You know, he's kind of like, we don't know things about him. So it works out with that. But anyway. And I've read a lot of the EU novels and, uh, you know, Lando has a pretty decent sized presence in the EU, uh, well, yeah. legends, I guess. Um, so they could, they can definitely mess with that. I'd like to see him kind of canonize the Millennium Falcon deal. Uh, you know, when he had it, how Han got it, that kind of thing might be kind of fun. But I mean, they could go anywhere with it, but it would definitely negate what we've seen in legends for sure. So. Which is fine because. The whole Legends or EU thing, uh, anything post-Return of the Jedi was kind of garbage in my mind anyway, <laughs> and I'll probably get hate mail, which is fine. I can deal with that. Don't worry, we don't um, get a lot of emails. That's Well, neither do we. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even if we do, we ignore them anyway. So, uh, But, yeah, I didn't like, you know, the Emperor coming back, Chewie dying, you know, all these right. crazy things, and Abeloth, and the crazy, you know, 20 books just to get to tell the story of uh, the fate of the Jedi there. That was crazy. Right, right. Uh, that type of thing. So, you know, that, I'm glad it seems like the, at least for the novel's sake, they got a good direction now. I mean, granted, sure. the, the, uh, the Jedi was kind of garbage in my, in my view, but, uh, it I wasn't like bad. That they went with first person, honestly. No, no, I, I, and I think that was a letdown to me. I think maybe, cause it's Luke Skywalker. Maybe that was the wrong character to pick to do that first. You know, um, the narrator's great. He does a great Luke. Uh, yeah, the of writer, course. Well, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. the writer, I feel like, really pulled off, you know, the first-person narrative, but it's not easy to write first-person, and it's kind of a leap, I don't know, or a risk to do first-person from Luke Skywalker, of all people. Well, not only well, that, it's like, but it's, you know, the fact that, you know, now that we we kind of have this image of, of, of Luke as, you know, he's now the Jedi Knight or Master or whatever, and this took him back to that where he's still finding his footing. Right. And so he's a very unsure character. And the noodles thing was kind of weird. Yeah. Yep. Moving noodles and teenagers <laughs> in love in space type of thing. It right, just right. it just was it just was uh garbage in my mind. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know who to blame the there. I don't know if you blame the the story group, the writer, or you know whoever. I don't know. They just dropped the ball, I think, on that one. And you, right. it's going to happen when you do these things. You're going to kind of like let one slip by. It's just it's sad because it was Luke, you know, and everyone looks up to Luke that type of thing. And Had so it that's, been, I guess I that's sorry. That's yeah, kind of the fear I think of of having so much so fast. I mean, we're going to get a whole bunch more in, in September, you know, with the journey to the force awakens. I'm intrigued by that, the, those books, but I mean, we're getting what, 20 books, um, new toys, all kinds of stuff at the same time, you know, obviously a few months before we get the movie. Uh, I don't know. I think, well, here's the, here's the other thing. Like the toys are going to be out on September 4th. I think it is. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Uh, they kept a lot of things secret, and they don't want to show a lot of things. And of course, I think at Comic-Con, you guys will see uh, some of the, the toys. I think the action figures and stuff like that. And Joe will be salivating at the mouth for his uh, <laughs> six-inch uh, Kylo Ren. Um, that type of thing. And, and I don't know if they should do this. I, I almost feel like they should do like release this after the movie because you want to make us all wait and salivate. You know, you don't want all these spoilers, but yet you're doing all this stuff kind of prior to the movie coming out. Is that good? That's bad? I, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think that's smart to let, that's September 4th. That's kind of like a ways away. It is. It I is, could see I'm, November. I'm kind of glad a little bit because it's, because with the, the change in release date to being in December instead of in, in May, it's giving them where, you know, it is September 4th, but it's still basically four months, right? Whereas like when they, they released, uh, uh, Phantom Menace, it was in June. But I believe that the toys came out before the previous Christmas to get it, to get, uh, that money, uh, that money grab. And so there was just way too much of an overflow of it. Whereas this, it's kind of cool that they're, they have a, a set amount that they're going to be releasing and the books are coming out the same day. So if there is anything that is bad, it's going to be hidden in the group, but it's still, you know, it's only four months. It's not a huge amount of time. Well, I, I'm just, I, yeah, I get that, but, it, and it's all about money at the end of the day, but it, I mean, I don't know, I guess, and this is funny because I'm kind of defending the fans that don't want to be spoiled, and here I am, Mr. Spoiler. I like to know all the spoilers. I don't like to talk about them all that often on the podcast, but I like to know everything, I guess. That's what, you know, like the emperor. But, uh, I I don't know, I I think it's, I think it's a little too early. And the books, I'm kind of curious how that's going to go, uh, because they said they're going to drop hints and stuff. Uh, are we going to know? Is it going to be that much in your face where you're like, oh, okay, I had to pay attention here, so when I see the movie, it'll make sense, or, or do you guys think it'll be like so subtle, and then when we're watching the movie, we're like ah, that makes sense, that type of That's thing. That's what I'm hoping. Me too. I, I'm okay. Well, that, uh, good. I'm, we're I'm all hoping that anything on that, we get in the movie will basically, you know, I, I'm hoping that it's not required reading. You know what I mean? And those of us that did do the reading or or followed all the other stuff, you know, will be like, oh, I remember that from this, and and it'll be a little nod, but nothing. You know, I don't want to get too much ahead of time, honestly. No, no, we wouldn't want that. But, uh, well, I, you know, and, and I think what'll happen, cause we'll go back to Rebels, uh, and we've mentioned it on our show, Joe, is that we, and I think we even said that we canceled the show, like we did our, our Rebels nightcap thing, and then we kind of canceled that cause it wasn't doing so well. Um, uh, we, when we, you know, with Rebels, we, we canceled the show, like right when it started, we said, all right, well, they're gonna bring Vader in, they're gonna bring all these characters in and stuff like that, and they're doing a good job of that, don't get me wrong, but I think it's not gonna last that long, and I think we said that. Yeah. I said, we'll probably get three or four years out of that. And then, you know, once The Force Awakens comes, you're going to get a a series where that takes place after Return of the Jedi. And then you're going to have those classic characters and they're going to explore that timeline. And, you know, the book will tie in with that and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, that's that's where I think they're headed. Um, but then you get into that uh, that problem of oversaturation, which is something we've brought up about a gazillion times on our show every time. Right. You know, like there's an anthology announced, there's a book or something like that. And, and even with the comics, it comes to the comics, because you're going to get more comics, books, and games, and people are going to play them and read them and stuff, and then you're going to get the movies on top of it. Is that too much? What, what do you guys think? I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, my question is, is a movie every year too much? You know what I mean? I think so. I do. <laughs> well, We're it, not used to that. At first, <laughs> I I think that it will maintain, uh, you know, I look at box office numbers a lot. Episode seven is going to do gangbusters. Uh, Rogue oh, yeah. One will do less money. Uh, it'll do, if, if you want to compare it, uh, like look at what Iron Man does and then and then look what uh, Thor and Captain America do. 
Okay, right. so I think that um, don't be picking on my captain, man. <laughs> I think that the Force Awakens will be will be. I think it's going to make more money than Iron Man because I think it's got a chance to break records. But in that same yeah. category, I think the Force Awakens is going to kind of be the Iron Man, and then you're going to have these anthologies are going to be like supplement, like not supplemental because I don't want to compare. I don't want to say that Thor and Captain America are supplemental because they're not. They're just as key cogs to the Avengers really as Iron Man is, even though Robert Downey Jr. kind of takes the spotlight away from the other actors. But uh, I think that the box office numbers will reflect in the, in that same kind of light. And then when eight comes out, it's going to jump back above and it's going to do massive numbers. So I think that's where you're going to, but they'll make enough money off these anthologies for a while. Uh, but now I'm wondering, you know, after seeing Avengers two, how long, you know, there's been, it's really the first movie where there's been maybe the, uh, maybe negative feedback that counts, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, enough negative feedback. And I, I didn't disenjoy the movie. I liked it. Uh, well, was I it as, it. what is as, was it as good as some of the other movies? Uh, not in my opinion, but it was still a great movie. It's fun. And that's all I want out of a, you know, most movies that just have a fun time. And I had a great time. I've seen it twice. Uh, but that's what I compare it to at this point is Marvel. You can sit there and compare it to Marvel and say, well, they're bringing out two movies a year, three movies. That, you know, you got right. Guardians, you got Captain, you're going to have Ant-Man, you're going to have Avengers. You got all these movies that are coming out. You're doing Black Panther. You know, you got two more Avenger movies to go. But at the end of the day, uh, when will people start getting burnout on it? And it, yeah. it hasn't happened quite yet. Uh, but is Avengers 2 maybe the plateau? You know, we've is that the plateau for uh, this? That's what I'm kind of thinking mm-hmm. is that uh, this is like the benchmark. Um, you know, maybe you'll have a little bit of leveling off because Captain America and Iron Man are kind of sharing a movie there. And then will it start, you know, uh, it depends on what they do with those characters. So I think you could see the same thing. Are people just going to get tired of going to the movies uh, to see these same movies over and over and over the great thing about Star Wars was uh, when it was originally released and then even the prequels, you had, you had to wait three years in between every movie. Right. So uh, right. now you're talking a year and a half. You're talking a year between Seven and Rogue, and then five months later, Episode Eight's out. So, Do you guys and, and, think we're going to get more than, more, than the th- more than the six movies? I mean, do you think they're just going to keep going? I, mean, I think they're going to – I told Mike in our lifetime, <laughs> I think we'll see Episode 18. Which, yeah, well, I, I don't think I'm the not anthology even movies. I, the, no, the I, no, I, I believe I think you with they that. Can keep going spinoffs, but I think I think they're trying to rush these. Not rush them. I don't want to say that because that has a negative connotation. But as far as the episode movies, trying to get them out in a year and a half of each other, uh, that's why I think first of all why JJ can't do eight because there's no way he thinks he can because he would need to be working on eight right now. Basically, right now, getting yeah. the plot and the script and everything together and ready to go into filming later this year, basically. Uh, and he's trying to promote this movie. So maybe that's when he comes back for nine and Ryan Johnson does eight and JJ kind of comes back and maybe wraps it up with nine. But yeah. you keep these actors young and you get them. And then Daisy and, uh, you know, and, and John can come back and they can be in 10, 11 and 12. And I think right. that's one reason they're trying to get, they don't want to do what happened 40 years ago when, you know, <laughs> well, George Luke Lucas and, stopped making yeah. movies and then right. Mark and Harrison and everybody else didn't want to do it anymore. They, I think yeah, they want to get that... as many movies out of these core characters. They think they can build these core characters up 
and they can use them for six more movies. And I think, but that's is, that that's is that a bad, bad thing? Is that a bad thing to I, wait? I don't know if it's a you bad know, thing, I, but I think that might be their plan. But well, it, I don't know if that's a right plan because George he had this. You know, I mean, granted, it was always evolving and everything else. He had this vision for the saga. You know, you know, he didn't tell everything right off the bat, and that's not a bad thing. And he doesn't give you all the answers. I like that. I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mind if like uh, ten, eleven, and twelve are completely different, and you have, you know, maybe Daisy and them popping in here and there, but maybe not as much as you would want, and then maybe come back, you know, for for the other like thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen or something like that. But yeah. I think the anthology movies are gonna slow down. I, I think you're gonna have them. I mean, I maybe they'll get they to. Have to. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I think they'll get to like nine, and then you might have maybe one or two anthology movies, and then you're going to get to ten, eleven, and twelve, that type of thing. You know, maybe there might be a little break there because, like you said, Joe, you're going to have Marvel's cinematic universe. You're going to have that as kind of a benchmark of where you want to go and how you want to do. It. I mean, as we always said, Marvel is different than than Star Wars. It's a yeah. Star Wars is a completely different animal uh, with crazy fans and everything else. So uh, everything's going to line up, and we'll point out when it doesn't line up. So. It, it's a different animal, and I, I think I think the casual fan, us hardcore people, will go, obviously. We'll give our money sure. no matter what. We, I mean, we buy the same movie on every different format every right? five years or so. So <laughs> we're going to be there, and you're going to make a boatload of money. But the casual fan might be like, like I'll use your, your, your wife, Joe, as an example. Like Ashley could get burnt out or, or something like that. Uh, or even my wife, if she got into it, be like watched yeah. one, be like, ah, you know, and now she burnt out, that type of thing. Or, you know, and then, like, even us, I mean, the comics, everything, you might be like, all right, all right, enough. I mean, because well, one mean, of the big things work, yeah. you know, I mean, I can't, yeah. as much as I would like to, I would love to just, if if I could just get paid to just consume Star Wars content, yeah. even as some of it doesn't interest me as much as other stuff, I would consume it all. But it's like, you know, I, you know, I, there are other interests in life as well, and you got to work. So it's like. There, there's a lot of stuff out there, and I. But I think you know. You wonder, will it? Will can Star Wars kill it? So I don't think so because, no. you know, I remember for years and years and years. No matter you know, you go into a toy aisle, and just look. I mean, whatever movie's going to come out that year, then there's those toys out, whether it's Spider Man exactly. or Superman or Batman, and then they change. And then once the movie's out uh, and gone. They change it over. The store does a reset. What has been the one constant that has been in toy sections as far as movie-based action right. figures go? It's been Star Wars. So, I mean, like, I, I know toys, but maybe it doesn't. it's not a direct correlation, but it's probably a closer correlation. It's probably the closest I can make to where, you know, even when there's not movies being made, they're still able to just sell toys in massive droves when there's nothing, there's not a movie or anything to back uh, back right. it you know so but but there's still there's still a, a section in the toy stores where it's just a huge section of star wars stuff so i i mean basically that's where i kind of think that oversaturation is a possibility but um it, it's going to be hard for star wars to drown itself and there's definitely going to be a bigger variety toy wise uh though the, on the flip side though i mean we were also kind of, I mean, and you're, and you're right, Mike, about the, the hardcore guys. We're going to go no matter what. But I think it was really interesting is, you know, I have two young girls, kids, you know, and we watched every episode of Rebels together. They love it. They know we've watched now episode four and five of the original trilogy. Uh, you know, and they, they know I love Star Wars and they're excited to see what's next. And if they can capture, I mean, 
the 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 fan base is just going to keep growing with the new next generation of of fans. You know, they're going to go back and watch the prequels. They're going to go back and watch the original eventually. But then there's going to be all these other movies and so much to consume. You know, I I think it's going to sustain itself for for a long time. Well, I, I agree with that, and and I have a daughter myself, and yeah. and that's the thing. And I mentioned on the podcast a couple of podcasts ago before we went to Anaheim, I said this isn't about us, this new Star Wars. I mean, it's not about us old timers in a way. Right. <laughs> it's just us passing it on to a new generation and letting it live forever because we enjoyed it so much and letting it go. And and I don't have a problem with that. I'm still gonna see it and love it and, and enjoy it and embrace it, just like the prequels. Even though it wasn't my generation type of thing, I like right. the prequels. I don't have a problem with them because I see the whole picture and Same this kind of is an extension to that but it's going to be my daughter's uh right. star wars you know and that I, type of thing one of my favorite yeah. moments watching the films with them was uh we watched empire strikes back a few weeks ago and i'm waiting for you know i'm your father moment and you know my oldest daughter turned around she's like what you know and it was just really kind of one of those moments like yeah there's the twist right there you know that's cool uh, that's cool that, yeah you know because you know i always say that People and obviously, you know, she's young. She's a kid, so that yeah, she's but, only but, six. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but but you know, even adults that have never seen Star Wars, like they know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. So exactly. it's cool that you know that you got the experience that you know because even Ashley, I showed her the movies for the first time, but she knew that you know. I mean, she's twenty nine right. years old. So she knew that like uh, yeah, like it happened <laughs> happenstance. You know, she, she heard it in twenty nine years of life. So. There was no real shock there, but you know there were, there were other cool things. Like she was like, so Palpatine, like she saw Revenge of the Sith, like for like the third time, and she was like, we saw it in 3D at Anaheim, and she said, so nice. uh, Palpatine kind of like so he created Anakin right through the Force, and I was oh, like, yeah, I remember and I was like, hotel. I was like, <laughs> yes, good. I was Some, like, I was, well, I was like, now now it's, it's stuff theory. We don't know for sure, but it's but it's, it's a theory we like it's to not... divulge in and. And, yeah, and but right. she picked up on it what she what he was talking about with Darth Plagueis and the creating and she remembered that he was didn't have a father and was just there mm-hmm. and the macula and so but she pieced it all together on her own and and I was just like good so yeah I, 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 that that was kind of a cool moment for me but it's cool that you get to relive that most iconic moment in all of Star right. Wars history and kind of get the gauge because I I'm that kind of person that will look at the other person while they're watching a movie for the yeah. first time. And I'm like looking at him to gauge their reaction. What do you think? What do you think? Or, you know, or you can be like me, who sits next to him in a trailer and and kind of watches his reaction to the Force Awakens trailer and and <laughs> watch that because that was just hilarious. I right. mean, but anyway, that's another memory I keep forgetting. You know, comes and, popping in my head there. And I had a fear actually watching uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Like we weren't going to make it to the end. Uh, I tried to show them the Phantom Menace a couple of years ago and they were, you know, they get nervous in some cartoons with certain things, you know? So I'm like, once Darth Maul came on the screen, they were done, you know? But, uh, so they're a little older now and, and we were watching Empire and, and I'm like, is the fight scene going to be too dark? Are they going to chicken out before we, you know, before we get to the moment? And they, they stuck it out and they were, and it was really cool kind of sitting there with them in that, in that. So I think, I mean, you know, oversaturation maybe for us, maybe <laughs> but uh i'm gonna keep no, going and that. the kids are gonna go and i can't i'm excited to 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 see all that's coming forward with them i mean i i bought them a bunch of rebels books you know before rebels even came out uh you know at at, at comic-con and and you know that kind of thing i'm reading them things and it, it's it's kind of cool to see it through their eyes so 
Well, I think if Disney knew Frozen was going to be such a big hit, talk about <laughs> oversaturation with just oh stuff everywhere. If they knew that was going to be such a big hit, they'd have been like, hey, we don't even need Star Wars. Just don't keep it, George. It. Like, <laughs> but anyway, oh, uh, that, that's good because right? I'm going to keep my uh, my script. Uh, where there are and Star Wars young, is going to stay frozen yeah. uh, in a locker. Yeah, uh, and, and, uh, we're going to have Frozen on Hoth. That's where we're going to do that. And if you don't like it, I don't really care. But uh, uh, my house is pink. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever so, but anyway awesome. but anyway right. yeah well uh so anyway <laughs> yeah i think we did pretty good guys <laughs> pretty good pretty good yeah yeah um, not bad it was, it was pretty good so i was thinking uh so where can everybody find you unless we have anything else uh, joe i'll let you take this because this is your part of the show when you when i always throw Hi- hype your stuff so. if you have anything new coming up you want the people to hear about or you know new blogs that kind of thing you know Oh, you can check out all of our bloggers on thecantinacast.net, and uh, we'll be recording episode 83. It'll probably be out probably maybe even before y'all release this episode, but but yeah, you can just check us out on any of our podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher and tune in and like 8 million other things that we've signed up for to try to get the podcast out there. And so basically any way you can just your podcast, I'm sure we're on it. So just uh, check us out, follow us and subscribe. It'd be cool. You can get us on Twitter at the Cantina cast. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash the Cantina cast. And, um, you know, like I say, we've got a bunch of bloggers, so check out the website there. And, um, you know, uh, I think that's, pretty much the spiel there yeah well guys i can't i can't thank you enough for coming on the show man it was a blast yeah, it's so, been a lot of fun yeah. thanks for coming on yep a lot well of fun. thank you and uh we look forward to having you guys come on at some point uh yeah, absolutely wait, let us soon. know anytime yep, yep. We'll, we'll get some uh we'll get some we'll get a show put together and uh maybe when some other news and stuff comes out that way we don't do the same show twice and then uh, maybe sure. here, maybe here in a month or two, and uh, we're we're definitely going to have you guys on. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, let us know whenever. So again, thank you very much. Yep. Be in all touch, right. man. Thank you. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail dot com and find us on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is I am Will Griggs. You heard the Cantina cast information, uh, so check out all their stuff for sure. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Give us, give us a rating. We'll appreciate it. Uh, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Check out the audiobooks we were talking about. There's a ton of good stuff out there. And, uh, of course you can become a patron. Help us out. And we will do more things. So, uh, anybody, any last words, anybody? Or are we done? I always do this. Um, no, no. <laughs> I gotta go paint my house black. <laughs> paint a different color. Pink's, pink's not your color. No, no, not anymore. Black. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we will see you all next week. <laughs>